shave my balls what product do you use i use manscape especially the lawnmower trimmer 4.0 wow i need to check that out i think you should and with our code wrapping order 20 you can get 20 percent off wow reds thanks for that my girl's gonna be so happy smooth as eggs and welcome to another episode of wrapping order i'm first class reg and i am torian b uh today ladies and gentlemen we're gonna get into the fifth studio album from the game. This one was called Jesus Peace. It was released in 2012 through DGC Records and Interscope Records. Um, game up until this point, I think this was an album that kind of switched gears for him in a, a bit. Like he was already known in this catalog for releasing these really good albums, but people didn't really connect those albums and those releases to him um, in a way. But with this album, he worked with so many people. Um, you you had Meek Mill on here, Two Chains, Ross, Kanye, J Cole, Pusha T, Kendrick, Kendrick, uh, Jamie Foxx, Chris Brown. Like he just had so many people. And Game has always done that, and people have always accused him of kind of not having his own identity as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. um, but this album came out, and I think people kind of forgot about that. I guess people kind of became accustomed to what he was giving us at this time mm -hmm. and just took this for what it was. And it was a really solid release. It had some really good, obviously, some really good features. It had a really good reception around it. Um, and at this point, he established himself as an artist well after G-Unit um, and standing on his own. What did you think about this release? Um... I, I checked out on the game um, up until this point, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, when it came out, like I, I was I was curious because I was like, all right, Jesus Peace, Jesus Pieces are synonymous with rappers and drug dealers. Um, growing up, you always saw the rappers or drug dealers having a Jesus Peace, and um, you know it was like it was like a uh, like a trophy mm -hmm. walking around, you know, the neighborhood, or you see them in the videos and everything like that. And then I heard that it was like a conceptual album because like he basically named the album after he recorded. Like he recorded over like 300 songs or something like that. Mm. And he recorded so much music and then he went back to the lab and like basically redid the album because he knew like, all right, I, I like this concept. I want to keep going with this. So... It was really, really interesting for me because he's never done a conceptual album and game kind of like goes. He's kind of like the Chris Brown of hip hop, in my opinion, where like he's extremely talented and he always has great ideas, but like he can never stick to one thing. And it's like if you, I think if he would have like the doc, the reason why documentary is so good is because it wasn't in his hands. Yeah. Right. So when it's in, when the music is like in Chris Brown's first album, it wasn't in his hands. Mm -hmm. So whenever like you have. You know, you're the talent and people are just telling you, like, all right, this is the song you're going to do. This is the concept. It works. And I think for Game, that's kind of like his best, his like the best thing for him because he's so talented at rapping. You kind of don't want him to think about nothing else, right? Yeah. And he already has so many things going on with this project. Like him explaining, you know, uh, the album didn't have a spiritual theme. 
that it had a gangster theme while enjoying the faith of God. Mm-hmm. And you hear that and you're just like, what? <laughs> and and then, you know, he went on to explain, you know, Biggie um, making, you know, the Jesus piece like a big deal mm-hmm. because drug dealers, they were wear Jesus, like not only Jesus piece, they were wear like saints for yeah, protection. Yeah. So they, they you know, because a lot of them went to Catholic school and like they learned about their saints. So like they would wear different saints and then Biggie was wearing Jesus. So like that kind of like made it like, mm-hmm. you know, like a really big thing, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, also thought was was significant was this was his first time working with Dre since the documentary. That's true. Yeah. So that was like a really really um, standout thing to me because you know he was always like you know referring to Dr. Dre him being from Compton him saying that you know Easy he was uh, inspired by Easy E because when he was a kid he remember Easy coming back to the neighborhood video shooting stuff yeah and everything like that so it was kind of like a kind of full circle for him right. Um, I just think that like he just he's just the king of doing too much, and I he think does way too much. And I think sometimes whenever like that's the case, that that's what the turn off is. Like the way people get turned off by the, by Kanye is the way I get turned off by Game. Whereas like he'll like have too much to say, and then obviously you know his manager being whack one hundred. Like there's always like some drama. Like there's yeah. always something. So they just come and they come from that era where like I think that's why initially. Him signing with uh, with Fifty made so much sense at the time, or him being associated with Fifty made had so much sense at the time because he just was he just really dove dove knee deep into that controversial thing, like naming people, calling people out on records. Yeah. So like he really embraced that, and I think that's why they really worked out at first. And when he separated and it went the way it went, um, I. Like, I was kind of surprised, but I wasn't at the same time because they kind of just collided the way that they did. That they did. And then I think um, the, the reason for their collision was that Game just had so many people that he wanted to work with and 50 had beef with all of them. 50 just didn't like what Game was doing, but um, yeah, that's true. And also, like, Game kind of had it in his mind that he knew they was going to fall out. Like, Jim Jones gave, had an interview a long time ago where he said that they was in the studio and Game was like, "Yo, I'm about to start a beef with G Unit. You know, I'm about to, I'm about to like take this shit over. It's about to be some real East Coast West Coast shit. It's about to be Biggie and Pac all over again. Like oh he, like, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And what's funny is, is that <laughs> later on, <laughs> Cameron said Jim Jones was like, "Yo, we should do a fake beef." <laughs> and Cameron oh, yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cameron was like, "No, nigga, I'm gonna give you some that. real beef." <laughs> I, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but I just think that's funny, right? But one other thing, that, a revelation that I had when I was thinking about this project, right? To me, whenever the game works with 50 Cent, Kanye West, and Dr. Dre, and maybe Dr. Dre executive producing it, I think if if game was able to work with 50 Cent, if Kanye and 50 could collaborate to make an album for game that was oversaw by Dr. Dre, that I, obviously that's like a dream yeah, team that's a lot of project. Fans. But I'm just saying like... Because his product, his songs with, with Kanye are always spot on, mm-hmm. right? Always, right? And I, Dr. Think, Dr. Dre coming in later on, fine-tuning it, I would prefer that, you know. And then 50 Cent is very good with, like, hooks mm-hmm. and telling stories. So you just, like, if you tell Game what to rap about, he can just, he could do it. Yeah. I think Game low-key has a very slept-on ear in music. You, you know how in hip-hop, people always name drop Fat Joe for his ear in music, and they always... Name drop uh, Rick Ross 
Mm-hmm. They always name drop them. Those are like the main two that I always hear like, yo, his ear for music or his ear for beats or whatever yeah. is so good. But people don't name drop game. And I think game, I don't know how involved he is with the process, but I'd imagine over the years he's became more involved. But I think game always picks, and mind you, it's like big names. He always gets a Just Blaze or Timbaland or Dre. But the beats that he chooses are superb. And he and he can really, really rap. And he's been getting better since his first album off rapping. Yeah. Facts. So so that that's like really something to credit him to. It's just that it gets overshadowed and I'm glad you brought up the Kanye comparison because it it goes because Kanye gives you really quality shit. It's just, you know, you can only stomach but so much from him sometimes. And and I think it's one and the same with game. But uh, but into this album. Oh, I got one other little yeah, little quick fact, up? right? So before the album was named Jesus Peace, um, the album was dedicated to his brother, mm-hmm. and the album was also dedicated to the Chicago rapper Little JoJo. And he wanted at first he wanted to name the the album Soundtrack to Chaos, and then he wanted to, and then he changed that, and he wanted to name the album Five Fair's Victory's Evolution. But the reason why he changed it from five, and you know, five is a flip on Bloods. Bloods. Um, he twisted from that because Trey Songs had that mixtape out that was doing really good. It was it was called Five, but it, it was V. Oh, okay. And then Fifty Cent had like a digital project that was coming out that had something to do with the number five, and obviously that got like he did it that right. Mm-hmm. So then he went back and changed it, and that and that goes back to like when I was saying like he changed. That's when he came with the concept of Jesus piece. Mm-hmm. But then it was like he had 60 days to turn in the album. So everything that he recorded up until that point, he had to do over. And that's why Rick Ross and Wayne had to re-record their verses for him yeah. for the album. And he had 60 days to get it done. Mm. So that's why if you remember leading up to it, he was trying to do the same thing that Kanye did. But he did it on Sundays where he released a new track that we didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. And I'm um, leading up to this. I think... Man, looking back at Game's discography, like this, this has been a favorite from people that don't even fuck with Game. People that don't even fuck with Game name this album. They they're always like, "Yo, Jesus Peace" or "Documentary." That's just like the mm-hmm. the, the the default answers. Um, but I don't think he's missed, man. With albums, the only miss was that compilation shit he dropped with with like his crew that he was trying to build, which was uh. Wolf, Year of the Wolf. Year of the Wolf, I was like, nah, this ain't it. I, I, I can't really fuck with this. And who are these niggas? I don't know. Who are these niggas? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Them. I got to add Tommy Davidson. <laughs> I don't, like, I didn't know them. So, like, that didn't really hit. But every album, he's giving you something. Like, even Documentary 2. Documentary 2 was really good. Really, really slept on. I like LAX. LAX was fire. Red was the red album was good. Um, Devil's Ad, I mean Doctor's Advocate. He had so much to prove with that album, and, mm-hmm. he, and he proved it. Like he he can do this on his own. Right. It's just he gets wrapped up in Instagram shit and all this other beef, and you know, game is just all over the place. But when yeah. it comes to the music, you can't take it away from him. Right. Um, I try not to. I try yeah, my best not to. I, yeah, um, I try not to, and I always check the game releases. I think. He said that that last album was his last. What was it called again? I don't remember. Um, um, oh, Born to Rap. Born to Rap. Right, and Drake stole his album cover um, idea. <laughs> 
Oh, with the pregnant, yeah. Yeah, that nigga had real, like, Drake got yeah. cover art. Like, nah, Game got real pregnant women real to come to the studio women. and chill with him while he was rolling up blunts. And he put out, I think he put that up on his Instagram, like, hey, yeah. I'm looking for women that are yeah. pregnant, come to the studio, whatever, for his photo shoots. So I was like, what is going on? Hey, man. He's, a, he's, yeah, he's a visionary. Um, Jesus. Um, but, yeah. nevertheless, this album kicks off with Scared Now. Scared Now features Meek Mill. It's produced by Black Metaphor. Uh, yeah, how we feeling? Um, the song was cool, right? Uh, I think it's hilarious how things turned out between him and me. Because remember, like, they was really cool. Yeah. And then that Sean Kingston situation happened. Oh, yeah. And then Game and, and Meek just started, like, beefing. And, and then Meek kept a stack. He was like, that nigga want to fight? I'm not fighting him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because Game always want to fight. He recorded himself beating somebody up. Um, um, what is his name? 40 yeah, Glock. 40 Glock. It was 40 Glock. 40, it was 40 Glock? Yeah, it was 40 Glock. Yeah. Um, he was punching the shit out of him. He was beating him up. He was on the ground. He's like recording. I'm like, bro, like, you 36. Yeah, so... This song is cool, but what I thought was really funny, well, it wasn't funny, but I was like, yo, why he had to say he know who killed Biggie, but he ain't no snitch, though? <laughs> but that's not right, though. <laughs> like, bro, what? Like, and, and you know, like, we all watch, well, no, I'm not going to say we all, but I would assume that many of us watch Vlad TV. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's fucking hilarious that, like, you know, obviously Vlad has interviewed all these niggas, so it's like, we all know who killed Biggie now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's no secret anymore. Yeah. But I just think it's bad funny because, like, he said that and I'm like, damn, he really, he really just had to go there. But like he always throughout this album, what I noticed is that he references a lot of callbacks to like past like historic like moments historical, of hip hop. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. And um obviously Meek, you know, is rapping like he's running from the police. Of course. You know, always rapping like somebody's right behind him. Or like he's going down a roller coaster. Yeah, um, um, it's a cool opening though. I'm not mad. I wasn't mad at it. I was just like, all right, okay, okay. Yeah, it's solid. It's solid. But uh, but the show stealer Ali Bumbaye. Yes. And we're not gonna go track for track, but we are just highlighting. We're we're just name, naming out some of these highlights. Um, but Ali Bumbaye features Two Chains and Rick Ross. It's produced by Black Metaphor. Man, now the special thing about this song. And I don't know if 2 Chains knows how significant this song is to his career, but it's very significant. He don't. And, and I say that because when 2 Chains came out, people used to say like, oh, they used to they used to say like, oh, they ain't take him too serious, whatever. He used to be the jokey rapper, the one that had like the good beats, the good music association. Everything was working for 2 Chains at that time, but they didn't take him serious as an MC. And I think Ali Bumbaye is what helped people look at him in a different light. Ali kill him. That's what Ali Bumbaye means from the classic Rumble in the Jungle, jungle fight with George Foreman. Mm-hmm. Well, Muhammad Ali beat the dog shit out of George Foreman and humbled that man. That so that like that rally cry is really significant, right? Because it's kind of like on on some like championship, like walking to the ring, right? Because mm-hmm. that's all they chanted when they they were in Zaire, Africa, for that fight. Um, Ross and Two Chains, like immaculate. Like obviously Ross. I can't name a whack Ross verse, and then Chains coming on on the track and doing what he did was quite impressive. It was very impressive. Cause I remember, you wanna know what else is funny? I remember um, 
So this out. When did this album come out? What year? This album came out in 2012. So I went to South by Southwest 2015, and Two Chainz still was getting like flack from people. Yeah. On on albums because yeah. um, he was on Schoolboy Q's album, and like it was like a, a thing where like people was like Schoolboy, how you gonna fuck with him? Like I mean, Schoolboy was like, yo, how, how you gonna fuck with Chains? Like he not even like a lyrical Oof. nigga. Oh, you talking about this the shit that they want? That shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. Like schoolboy was like, I fuck with cuz. Like mm-hmm. that, that's why I'm fucking with him. Like mm-hmm. so I just thought that's like I just think that that's funny that like game was like standing next to him even before that. Yeah. You know, because like it still was a stretch when niggas wasn't just wasn't fucking with two chains. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um but yeah, there was a stretch. And Two Chains really stole the show on this. I mean, you got a good Ross verse, but I kind of honestly forget that Ross is on this because it opens with so much momentum. Yeah, and Ross um, is at the and, end, and, and from 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 Two Chains, and Ross is at the end. It's a nice time. Support for Rap and Order is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RAPINORDER20 at manscaped.com. Check it out. So uh, so we pick up after after Ali Bumbaye with Jesus Peace. Jesus Peace features Common and Kanye West. It's produced by the Maven Boys and Cosmic. How we feel? Um, Jesus Peace was dope. So another thing that I realized is that these songs are mad long. Or maybe we're just trained to listen to shorter songs. No, yeah. I'll leave because, my six minutes. Because, right? yeah, okay. So I'm not yeah. tripping. Because... You know, Common's verse is actually really good, but by the time you you don't you you you're done with the song by the time you get to Common's verse, mm-hmm. and it it was it was a really well produced song and it's dope and everything, great concept. But it's just that by the time you get to Common's verse, who's like one of you know one of our goat rappers, and you know it's like it, it was it's un, you wouldn't expect to hear Common and Game rapping together. No. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, so like that's dope. It just seemed like he's supposed to be on this song, to be yeah. honest. And I actually thought that, you know, that we would get a Kanye burst on this. Right. He just does the chorus. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, we don't get a Kanye verse, but what I think happened, and I could be wrong, because he rap, he does the huh, yeah, like Kanye. Kanye. And I'm just like, yo, like, was he supposed to give Kanye this verse and like Kanye just didn't get it back to him at time? Oh, yeah, I could see that. But also, like, he does, it's weird because he does different flows. Like, on Ali Bumbaye, he raps like Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. He, he does Meek's whole flow. Free C Murder? Like, he does that mm-hmm. whole, like, you know. Um, and he does that a lot on this album and, and in the past, too. Like, he just raps like other niggas. Um, but, so I don't know. But I could see, I could see that happening, what you just said. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Peace Jesus Peace was cool but mm, it didn't really move me like that mm. uh, oh another thing that we didn't talk about though was the in and out of Kevin Hart on this album um, yeah yeah which is like it was a nice touch I don't know if Kevin Hart will be down with doing this today hell no 
Yeah, he's such I a don't know. he's such an nah. entity now. He's nah. such like he said it already. He said, "Listen, man, I'm getting chase money now. There's a lot of shit I can't yeah, do." He already he he's already said that. Yeah, he's not doing this. Yeah, now. he's not doing. But that. it was a nice touch for back then. I don't know why he had him on here. But it was a nice touch. Shit, I mean, he got at the perfect time when, mm-hmm. when Kevin was, was available to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, it ain't happening. It ain't yeah, happening. it's really not happening. You're right. Um, Prey. Like, I, I didn't want to go track for track, but he has some really big features on his album. He does. Prey has J. Cole and, um, and I always say this wrong, but Jam- is it Jamson? I just, I, I, I was saying Jameson to, in my head. Or when Jameson? I was, yeah. Uh, JMSN. Yeah. Uh, but it's produced by Cool and Dre. Yeah. Uh, very I've, J. Cole. This is a very J. Cole beat. It is, but I, and I felt like Cold Dog Walk game on this song. Yeah, he did. I he definitely, did. I definitely think he dog walked him on this song. Um, and that was another unlikely uh, collaboration. But I also know that like Cole is always game to give a feature. Yeah. If he, yeah especially he if he fucks with you. So I'm pretty sure you know, like us. Um, Cole listened to the documentary mm-hmm. and was like, "Hell yeah, I'll give that nigga just on the strength." Like, yeah. you know, I fucked with the documentary and everything like that. Um, that's what I took from it. Cool and Dre are like doing that thing on his album. Mm-hmm. They always, you know, what's crazy about Cool and Dre? Cool and Dre will always give you one, and then they'll disappear. Cause niggas be getting all that money, they just go back to Miami and be chilling on boats. Yeah, it's like they do one when the money getting low. And like, hey, <laughs> yeah, again. yeah. But um, they always will give you one. They they always they're really good for that. And they've been they've been around for a minute. Um, Church was the next in rotation on this, but and that this shit is six minutes long. I see what you mean about long. Yo, long. yeah, like it's it's really crazy. But yeah. I like all right, so. Damn, we all going on a roll, but we can't we can't skip this one. Mm-hmm. We can't skip all that lady. Yeah, because that's the D'Angelo flip to mm-hmm. "You're My Lady," mm-hmm. and it has Big Sean, it has Fab on it, and Wayne, Wayne, and Jeremiah. oh yeah, and Jeremiah, right? Mm-hmm. So this this song is definitely in in the in the lane that Fab will hop like get on. So it was perfect for Fab, right? But Big Sean is is impressive, but Wayne, I felt like. Out rap everybody on this shit in my yeah. personal opinion. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, I think what was always interesting to me about this song, because I did like it, was that when Fab comes on, it kind of just fades out. I don't know what that what that was for. I bet you that game sent that to all them. They none of them knew that they always gonna be on the track together. Yeah, but like it's like, damn, like we just came off a six minute song. Like, I know you're not just why you why'd you fade this out like this? Like it like I wanted to hear. I was actually interested in hearing Fab on this. Right, because that this is his this lane. Is his this is yeah. This is bad. But he came on and then it just like faded out. I was like, whoa. All right. You know? But, Maybe he um, was like, fuck this nigga, turn this shit off. Right. right? That's what it felt <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, fuck it. Um Yeah, Heaven's Arms, how we feel. That, um, that's produced by Cool and Dre, and it's actually one of his only solo songs on his album. It's a well produced song, but uh I didn't I wasn't like uh blown away. Yeah, actually, damn, I think it actually is on the standard version of this album. It's mm-hmm. the only song he has by itself. Yeah. That's unfortunate because that's that's, that's yeah. Yeah. Um and then Name Me King. Name Me King features Pusha T, produced <sighs> by Sap. Yo, this song fuck like I'm the biggest Pusha T fan. Yeah. And this song sucks. I don't care for this song either. This song, this song sucked, and I was it, like, it was just it's disappointing because you you hear a song like you when you when you get two rappers like Game and Pusha T, 
you kind of you kind of envision it being kind of like a, a a Beans and Jay collab, like a and once again this song. But like they didn't like Larry. It was it was very like phoned in. Yeah. And like for them to be the 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 monsters of lyricism that they are, mm-hmm. and for them to deliver what the fuck they delivered. Like you don't know how you know this. Like because if they did, people would talk about it. Nobody like some people don't even know that they have a song together. Yeah, nobody talks about. Yeah, this song. like this song. You know like, what people still talk about with Pusha T? Uh, nostalgia. Yeah. Every other day, I yeah. see somebody talk about nostalgia. So I'm saying, man. Like I don't know if Pusha wasn't inspired or like he just did it as a favor, or whatever, man. But I, I, I didn't need this, and it was really disappointing because these are two like. Steel, sharp and steel kind of rappers, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they neither one of them brought it. Um, see No Evil, features Kendrick Lamar and Tank. Right. I didn't expect this beat. I didn't expect Tank on this. <laughs> uh, Boy Wonder produced this. I really like it, though. Kendrick went off on this. Yeah, this is this was a wasted, immaculate Kendrick verse. Why you say wasted? Well, because Kendrick, like Kendrick, like game basically always... Like, reminds Kendrick that he took Kendrick on his first tour. Mm-hmm. But this this verse was too good. Like, all right, the way that this album was promoted was shit. Like, he did all of this talking up to the album. Then after the album came out, it kind of, like, just, like, died out. Like, he had yeah, all yeah. this build up to the album, right? Yeah. So, you're looking at the track list, and you're seeing all of these artists that he has listed, right? A lot of money was spent. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, shit. Like, you, like... When you think of game, you just think of lyrical sparring. You just yeah. think of like bat, like the you know what I'm saying. Like a lot of money was spent, but a lot of this looks like favors. Of course it is, but that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that like he constantly reminds Kendrick that he brought like you know brought Kendrick yeah. on tour. Yeah, is like the things like is one of those things where it's like he's always gonna be able to call in that favor and mm-hmm. get a Kendrick verse. Even though Kendrick's like yo, I don't feel like recording, but I got some shit I ain't use here. Yeah, nigga here, nigga. Like it's just one of those things where I'm just like, all right, man. Um. That's my issue, right? But that also takes me into the question that I wanted to ask, where why do you think that game is not like when people like I, I just saw some the other day where like they listed like you know like the 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 faces of the West Coast, right? And I you know Dre is on there, Snoop, Kendrick's on it, and then like you know the fourth person is always like interchange like Ice Cube, mm-hmm. or like they'll like try to say all right they'll interchange and be like too short and uh, or um. Or E forty, like they'll interchange it, or, or sometimes they even put Mac Dre, but Game's never listed. No, he's not. I right? don't know why. And he had he has the discography to be listed. Right. And they, I've even seen niggas put corrupt. Yeah, corrupt, you know corrupt. Is, you know, I'm not disrespecting corrupt. I'm just saying Game's never hailed. You know what it is because that the West Coast has so many held entities. That he kind of gets lost in the mix. And look at when he came out. So he came out at 05. Everyone that they name that's not game came out in the early 90s. So they have like... Minus Kendrick. Well, yeah, minus Kendrick. But Kendrick Kendrick is a different case. Because one, his whole discography so far is like classic material. Or held as classic material. Mm -hmm. And he's this mysterious artist that isn't problematic like game. And he just comes out, he works, and he just dips. Right. So there's like different elements to it as to why he would be mentioned and and not game. Because game is game has a really messy history. Yeah, it's annoying, bro. Yeah. I do, but I, really I, I, and that's just me. And that's me arguing for game. I know I kind of I 
shitted on game game a few times, but I'm not even trying to shit on game like I don't like him. Like I actually really like game. So like my issue is more so that it's like, damn, nigga, like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He just, like, he just gets, he's too out there, man. He's too, he's just too much. He's too indecisive. He had a butterfly tattoo. Then people started making fun of him. Then he covered it with LA. It's like, come on, bro. Stay in your ground. Um, Can't get right. I guess it features K. Roosevelt. It's produced by Cool and Dre. Another long song. Um, <laughs> Why he dreamed that Drake died? Yeah, like what? <laughs> he said Drake owe me a few verses. Then I dreamed that you died. <laughs> and then if you dream that, like just we don't need to hear that. Just call your friend, check on him. Yeah, man. I just think that was some real asshole shit to say. Like, yeah, nigga, and I dream you died in the like in, in California, Tupac style, nigga. Damn. What? Nigga? Yeah, um, that's just something I, I just wonder about, right? And like he he makes a bunch of like uh, references, like rapper references on the song, and like I was like, I get it, I get the double entendres and the mm-hmm. metaphors that he's making with the for the rappers and mm-hmm. shit like that, right? And I just think that after a while, it becomes repetitive because yeah. on all his albums, like he makes a lot of references and metaphors to past rappers or whatever like that, or like past events in hip hop. And then he'll always say, "Yeah, we should get G Unit back together." Yeah, and like he's so always he has doing G that. Not tatted on his arm. Yeah, it's like yo, like I'm telling you. The parallels between him and between him and Kanye are a lot more. They're kind of crazy. Yeah, is 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 a lot more. It's like game is like the gangster Kanye. Yeah, in a sense, right? Where it's like he has a lot of shit to say. He's very controversial. Um, a lot of his opinions are kind of like odd. Remember, like when um when Nipsey Hussle passed, like he pa- he posted a picture of Nipsey every day. Mm-hmm. Like that was all he, he did. Got his uh, he got a Nipsey car. Yeah, he, he got, got Nipsey. On a on a cover of his car. Yeah, yeah, Nipsey car. Um, when he passed, yeah. he got the number eight on his face. Right, I his think. son. Yeah, his went on his son's birthday. All he wanted to do was, um, I think he wanted to do something for Nipsey, and like obviously, like that's traumatic. Like you know, mm-hmm. as somebody he was close with passed away, understandable. Mm-hmm. But like Nip's brother didn't even do all that shit. So it's just one of those things where it's just like, yo, what the fuck game be thinking about? Yeah, I don't know. Right, it's just like, yo, what, what's on this man's mind? But like, this is all yeah. Of it. Yeah, or he'll he'll post a random pic in his underwear, mm-hmm. and you know obviously the ladies eat that up. Y'all love that shit, but you know it's just something. It's just it's just like, yo, what's up with you, bro? And then and then he'll do cool shit like go play in the Drew League and like score mad points yeah. and like win in the Drew League. And that's another thing about game; he can really play ball. Yeah, nigga, like six eight. Yeah, so, so <laughs> you know like, it's just funny, a lot man. Of facets to game that like one thing will like completely turn you off from him as a person, and another side of him where it's like, yo, this guy makes great music. Yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always like it was always that, and that's why it's very like like even like in his rap class. Right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I still put him in the same rap class as Kanye, and like we're going back to those parallels. But he, like, some people say that his first album is a classic. I love his first album. Right, we, re- we reviewed it on this. I can't remember what we decided on. Um, I probably least, didn't call it a classic. I probably called it a classic. I think you did. I, I think I know Julius called it a classic. Yeah, but this that that first album was special, regardless was. of the things that you can hold against it. Of like, oh, it was all constructed by Fifty and Dr. Dre and Eminem, and it's like, well, yeah, you got all those cooks in the fucking kitchen. 
it should have been like, give me the classic. Yeah, nah, it should nah, it it, it should have. Uh, he needs that. Yeah, he needs that. He doesn't need it in his hands. But um, I just think I just think that game deserves a little bit more respect. I know, like I know, listeners are like yo, where's Torian going with this? He's but what I'm saying is that game deserves a little bit more respect. I just want game to hone in and focus a little bit more on one thing and he tried it with this album so hard but he had way too many features mm-hmm. way too many features a lot of features on this album um i don't really need i don't have anything much to say about hallelujah with jamie fox i'm always very i like when jamie fox gets features it's like mm-hmm. he be reminding it is like yeah i'm still around you know yeah um freedom though freedom features elijah blake it's produced by amadeus this is one of my favorite game songs. I'm a sucker for a sped up soul sample. Yes. Um, he sounds amazing on this. I like when game just raps. I do too. And this is great. Like, this is like really, really good level rapping. Yeah. I don't think that Hov and Nas are somewhere saying no, that to stage they're not. They're not. They're I don't. Not. I don't think so. And when so. you hear that part, I'm like, wait, what? What like Jay, like Jay, Jay doesn't give a fuck about game. <laughs> Probably never heard this album. Nope. Um, so I think the album should have ended with that, but instead, the album concludes with celebration featuring Chris Brown, Tyga, Lil Wayne, and Wiz Khalifa, which was like the uh, the big sample. I think this was that's the Bone Thugs flip. The Bone Thugs flip. Um, Speaking of Bone Thugs, yeah. really quick, who you got in the loud verses? Bone oh, thugs yeah, three, the three six. Versus? Yeah, I got three six. You got you have three six. Mm-hmm. I like I guess like it's so I I can't even say oh that's the Midwest thing because they're both. I mean you are from like you're yeah. they're, like bone thugs are from the Midwest. Yeah. So I can't even be like oh you from the you from the Midwest so like you fuck with three six because it's like even though they're in the South like it's more of di- direct pipeline. Mm-hmm. But you kind of betraying the Midwest. Yeah. And but I'm, that's it. So okay. So I get that. <laughs> but. You, <laughs> they were both prominent in the Midwest, even though even though Bone Thugs is from Cleveland, it's right there. But three uh, six, I saw, I saw their 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 shine like a little different. It kind of it's crazy, like things that pop off in the Midwest. The way they hit, I mean, things that pop off in the South. The way that they hit Midwest is really really special to me. Cause so I've got like a really good dose of both of them. So like um. I don't know. I think with Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs hit and they hit different, right? Because you know they gave us a different side of, of Biggie. They're yeah, credited yeah, for that. Yeah, they're credited for that. Um, and their melodic way of rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously in Chicago, Do or Die, like you know, they also yeah, revolutionized yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. But like what Bone Thugs did, they crossed over and made it mainstream. So for me, I'm just like, yo, it's Bone Thugs. Like it's like. They sold ten million. Yeah, they sold ten million records. They got just as many members as Wu Tang. We don't know all of them, but they last name and with Bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I'm I'm in a minority. No one has told me that they think Bone Thugs are one. I think, Everyone has I, told me three six. I do love Bone Thugs, but three six have so many different avenues they can pull from, and I really hope Juicy J shows up that night. I really, I was really hoping before this happened that Juicy J would get his own verses. Cause niggas don't know. He's been asking for it, and I was hoping that he get that he got it because a lot of people don't know the production credit behind him. I just wish, 
Versus will go back to crediting producers in general, but that's a whole nother. They started doing the performance thing, so that that makes it a little harder. Yeah. So unless you unless you're a producer, you like every every song I'm about to play tonight, I'm gonna get an artist to come out and perform. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard, like yeah. e- like even though like Swiss and Tim do it, and they did it pretty well in my opinion, but it's mm-hmm. still a little hard to, to get that off. It's tough. So, sorry, we veered off, ladies and gentlemen. I but, I really wanted to get. But that's so yeah. I got. I definitely got three six. Okay. Um, maybe who knows? Will Crunchy Brad come back? Who knows? He, yeah, I mean he's out. I know he wasn't fucking with them for we'll, some years. We'll but. see. Let's see what they get everybody. Project Pack, Gangsta Boo, all of them. Oh man, that'd be great to see Gangsta Boo. But uh, but anyway, so I, we digress. The album caps off with celebration with the Bone Thugs sample. It's a very busy single. Uh, I think this was the first single from this album. <laughs> Yo, whoever chose the singles for this album, like, why was Jesus Peace not a lead single? <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus Peace could have been a lead single. Ali uh, Bombay, I think Ali Bombay was a single. Like, I, it ended up becoming a single, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't like a. Uh, it wasn't like a single that the the label put yeah. money behind. It just the, the song was that good. Well, they should have put money behind all that. Yeah, uh, they should have. That really could have took off. I agree. Um, but anyway, so. This album, of course, caps off at the 13, um, after 13 tracks. Uh, you know, you have a blockbuster fucking album with all these features. Uh, how are we feeling with the rating? Um, I give it three waffles out of five waffles. Okay. Because the album, like, you, you can never say anything about games rapping ability, mm-hmm. for one. Um, that's one thing that you can't say anything about. Game, game can rap. Um, the production is A1. It's just that sometimes his subject matter kind of loses you. Yeah. And I think that's more so the issue. Um, and my other problem with the album is that some of the songs are too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like this is this is Mr. What, what is he, Mr. 300 Bars? Oh, 300 Bars I'm running? Yeah, like, he's, yeah. like he, he raps too much. Yeah, he does. Like, and he need, I think he needs... Produ- like, he, he really needs... Like, he needs to be in the studio with Drake because Drake will be like, yo... Give him some trouble. Yeah, Dre just be like, yo, I just need 16. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dre, it. Dre strikes me as a brutally honest yeah. producer. Person be like, yeah. yo, I bro, agree. like, nah, cut that. Like, you don't need all this. So he does need some structure. Um, I would, yeah, I, I agree actually with a three. I, I think this album, I don't know what it is about this album that people love so much to the extent that they love it. Because when you name an album and even coming up to us doing this podcast for for, um, for this episode, people was like, yo, yeah, I love that album. That's a great album. Jesus Speaks All the Albums, fire. It's like, yeah, this album's good. Like, I just, I feel like people need to visit Game's discography more than they do before they rate this album the way that they do. Because yeah. I listen to Game. Yeah. Like, I, I listen to him coming up, and he has better albums than this. I don't know why this is so revered. Like I said, man, um, the bar is the documentary. And I know some people are like, why you always got to compare it? And it's like, because I do. That's what I do. His best body of work is the documentary. So I always have to ask myself, how does it measure up to his yeah. best body of work? And this album falls extremely short. And it's funny because he raps so much better than he... He, he raps so much better now than he did when the documentary came out. He yeah. So much better. Absolutely. Now. But that album was put together so well. But I think, like I said earlier, people really need to revisit... The documentary too, because he mm. really rapped very well on that album. He did, and yeah. it's a and, it, and it's a great combination of 
Really good production. Great storytelling. It is great, and it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, mm. But I think I think we can settle on that three. Yeah, I'm we. With that. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So uh, so yes. So I have been first class Reg, and I'm Torian B, and we are out of here. Catch you guys next time.